Hey, Jeff. How's it going? It's going pretty good, Gabe. I'm thirsty. So <laughs> I sent you a, a message on Slack right before this saying that I'm ready and I'm thirsty because it's oh, true. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I shut all we, that down in order to podcast. So oh, go figure. Um, what are we drinking this week? Uh, a double IPA that I sent you, um, which I don't know why I sent it to you. You probably could have found it up there. Um, it's a national brand. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uinta is the name of the brewery. It's um, that's how uh, I'd say it. I believe yeah. it's a Utah brewery. Um, it is. Yeah, uh, but it is Detour, uh, which used to be a specialty uh, brew that they put in like seven fifty mil bottles as part of like the Crooked Line um, beer uh, that they did. I didn't know that. And they now sell it in six packs, which. It was an interesting, uh, so it has a bunch of different hops in it. When they went to doing the um, new production, they added one additional hop, which is Citra, to it. Which, oh, that's um, nice. So this is actually, hops. if you've had Detour before in the 750 mil bottle, this is going to be different, uh, which mm. is weird. Why, why, <laughs> why, why not just call it a new beer? But um, interesting. It it's a double IPA. Triple IPA, look, whatever you want to call it, Imperial. It's double. It doesn't look. Uh, what's the IBU? Uh, what's the uh, ABV on this thing? It's like nine and a half. It is nine and a half. Holy yeah. moly! Didn't yeah. think it was that strong. Um, the only other beer I've ever had by these guys is called Hopnosh, mm-hmm. um, and I really liked it. But I, they're they're not that easy to come by uh, down here. And uh, so I've never seen Detour actually. Hmm. So it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I've I've, I've seen a bunch of their stuff they're they're good solid brewery i i would try anything from them they're you know you end up with that um like mental list of all the breweries that no matter what it is whether you've had it before you'll probably try what they make you know Mm -hmm. we talked about like evil twin and stuff like that yeah um i would say they're probably in that category if i find something from them if it's on a menu uh i'll probably have it i really like their design sense for the bottle it has this whole kind of map you know, theme to it. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the bottle, it actually has the compass rose points on it, so you can spin the bottle around. And yeah, they call it like this is their proprietary compass p- bottle. I think is what uh, they said okay. it is, or something like that. So it's not just because this is detour and this no, is the, I don't the believe so. I think they call this their their you know proprietary bottle. Um, Interesting, but nice little twelve ounce. Yeah. So you want to uh, give it a taste and see I'm what you pour think? It right now, it's a nice kind of amber orangey color to me it like the color looks oh my God. very similar to resin and everything yep. all these other imperial ipas um very orange color it to it smells like a breakfast drink it's got a lot of floral characteristics to it um really right. really great nose um my wife specifically mentioned that I leave some of this for her because she's a huge double IPA fan. So <laughs> I'm gonna, I have to save her at least a sip to try. All right. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. Hey, that's nice. That's a good That's a good double IPA. That's a really good double IPA. The, it's got a, wow, that's bitter. It, that's just what I was going to say. So it's like 95 <laughs> IBU, but it to me it drinks a lot more, like a lot more bitter yeah. Yeah, because does. the sugars aren't there. Like yeah. it, it, as in, you know, we talk a lot alcohol. about dirt wolf and resin. Those are a lot sweeter to me. And this is much more of a, like just solid pucker your face, double IPA. Um, but it has a lot of like fruit, fruit to it too. 
Yeah, it's nice. And I Green. think it has a um, kind of a cloying and not in a bad way. Like it lingers around a little bit. Like it's not one of those easy, quick to die out. No, that, that better sits on the back of your tongue for a long <laughs> yeah, it, time. It hangs out. Yeah. reminds you. So I don't know if I would have this with a meal or anything, because it would definitely change the meal. Because it it really overstimulates all your bitter taste buds. It does. Um, So, you know, as far as pairing with food, someone had said recently, double IPAs and IPAs pair well with Chinese food. I can see that happening because the the sweetness of things like a general sauce chicken or you know, a sweet and sour pork would, with this type of a bitterness would be a kind of a neat balance. Hmm. I'm hungry. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> now you're hungry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think whenever I think of food to pair with IPAs, I think of like barbecue. It's just oh, me. Yeah. That's that my, is, uh, that's my thing. That might be, oh boy. Now you got me thinking. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, I think IPAs go with, I mean, I just, I just enjoy drinking them all the time, but, um, with the sweeter types of things, yeah, barbecue, like a nice sweet barbecue or Chinese food. Now, do now you, you usually got me really thinking? Do you have beer with your with your food usually? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, generally, I'll have you know a beer in the evening. Usually, start right before dinner, and then sip it through dinner. I'm not a I'm not a guy who drinks a lot of beer. I usually just try and spread out the different types of beer that I drink. Yeah. Um. So, you know, if I get a case. It's generally be, generally because something is happening, like people are coming over, or it's a favorite of people that we hang out with. So I want to have beer on hand, but it's not because I want to sit down and drink a case of beer, you know. Yeah. Um, so I just I'm much more of a a grazer or a sampler. Um, like if you look in my uh, cellar view in Tap Cellar, I have I don't know. I could look and find out how many beers are there, but they're all like onesies and twosies. You know, it's not because I'm just buying a lot of things to try yeah. and taste. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't like to buy a lot of any kind of beer because I like to like to have the variety, right? And you end up with it sitting around too long, or well, especially because the beers that we like are the ones that don't really like the IPAs don't necessarily yeah. age very well. Yeah, yeah. So I have, I have 24 different types of beer in my basement right now. Nice. Yeah, which is pretty good, but they're all ones and twos um ones and twos you mean counts yes counts yeah. of one and two yeah 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 oh so actually uh this is one of them which is now going to be changed to a zero very sadly <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this one i got is a six pack um but been saving it for the show so um yeah, i have is... five more or four more no because <laughs> i sent more. one to you yeah this is a winner though i really like this yeah it's, I, it's a it's a super it, I haven't had another drink of it since we start, started after that first drink, and I can still taste the bitterness in the yeah, back of my it's, throat. It's, it's, it's right there. It's yeah. a super, <laughs> super bitter beer. Yeah. Um, I would say because of, to me, I mean, I don't know what the actual sugar content is. Um, it, it seems really low, so it makes it taste even more bitter than like a 90-minute does to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's definitely more – it's one of the more bitter – I mean, it's not like a palate wrecker or something like that, but it's... It I just really... had a palate wrecker last night. <laughs> Gre- yeah, Green Flash palate wrecker. That's a, that's, a bitter, that's a bitter one, all right. <laughs> it sure is. I had, uh, I think there's a, a Lagunitas uh, one that's like a super, super high hop uh, IBU content. And I, I remember having that, and that was the first one where I was like, I don't think I can 
I don't think I'm enjoying this. <laughs> like, it was too bitter. Too bitter. It's like drinking bitter. shellac. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but this one's right on the edge and in, in a good way. Like I like if I want a bitter double IPA, this is definitely one that I could turn to. I'm yeah. into it. So thanks for sending that one. So you think your uh, your wife's going to enjoy this one or this will recalibrate yes. her love of what she calls IPAs? <laughs> I think um, I it's funny because she went from liking these light, you know, these lighter type of things to these really, double, you know, double IPAs, like as double and triple as you can get. Super sweet, super like the cloyingly heavy and bitter aftertaste. She loves those things. I think this is going to be right up her alley. So she loves high res. She loves resin. She had a dirt wolf last night. So she's, this is her style for sure. All right then. Yeah. Good. <laughs> exactly. Should have sent so, you more. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be on the lookout for it for sure. Along with all the other things that are impossible to find that I see everybody posting pictures about like the, uh, the backwoods bastard, which I is driving me crazy that I cannot find it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I wish I had that much luck, but, uh, no, you can't none, find it. Either. None, none here. Yeah. None that I haven't looked all that hard, to be honest. I'm in a state of trying to reduce my seller count across the board and not buy new things to put in my cellar. Uh, um, it, I'm going through an unfortunate, um, stout revival mm. and uh, i'm really into stouts lately maybe because it's just winter finally it's yeah it's really gotten cold by the way it went from i thought it'd have a period of like the 30s and 40s that i could work on that table out in the barn but it uh it was nine degrees this morning i think uh so <laughs> i'm not gonna be working well outside. that's that's uh that's good movie watching weather yeah right there. stout drinking weather exactly sit, sit down with a nice high alcohol stout and watch pull up uh pull up plex and watch some movies well, that's a good topic to talk about. Um, you got me into Plex. Sorry. And yeah, well, I'm a bad. I'm be. a bad friend. I, <laughs> I'm an expensive bad you are, friend. You are. See, I previously was uh, seen as the pusher of all of the things that I thought were cool, and I would tell my friends, and then they would say that, and you have replaced me as the pusher. Because I'm the super pusher. You're the super pusher because you told me about Plex, I guess about three or four months ago, right before they um, doubled the price. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and you're like, uh, you had mentioned it. And then I saw a blog post or something somewhere saying that the prices were going to double. And I thought, oh, this is what Gabe's talking about. And I'd looked at it. And it was actually something that I had tried about three years prior. Before they had any sort of business model, it was just like free to download, try it out, you know, and it basically broke my Mac mini. Um, <laughs> I had to yeah, so, uh, Hold on, it. hold on. Let's, let's, uh, let's back up a little bit. Anybody okay. who's like, they've maybe heard Plex mentioned around and oh, good idea. not really yeah. jumped into it and checked it out. So I believe Plex was like ba based off the old, what's XBMC? I think so. Uh, software I, I don't know for sure don't hold me to that but basically it's a pretty generic it started off as a pretty generic media server uh, media indexing and player um, that would run on a bunch of different platforms and now it's become I, I think like a media hub piece of media hub software that comes on like um, you can connect the Roku to it or the Amazon TV or you can get a player for your computer or for your iPhone or Android phone or whatever. Um, 
but it's also now it's not it's free to download install to use most of the features but they have what they call like their plex pass um which you can pay for and that gets you some extra features like storing files on hosted cloud services like google docs or something like that so that they can stream to any any device that you log into plex from or um now i think they just they just added i think they just added um separate accounts that you can now manage so like you can have an account for your kids so you can say don't don't let them watch videos with you know certain ratings i think that's a premium feature um but it's kind of like all across all the media it's tv shows movies photos and music so it handles all of that stuff yeah and um it's really well done like it is very seamless um it, the the interface for it hasn't changed a lot in my memory since the first time I tried it that didn't, so so the way I have this thing running is it's on a Mac mini that's attached to my television uh, via HDMI and that sits on top of a library of just all sorts of media that's sitting on my Synology, which you also talked me into, but that's Sorry probably about that. another show. That was an expensive one you talked me into. Yep. <clears throat> but um, So you have to install it. You yeah. have to install the server. So that's the first Correct. piece. Right. The first piece is a server that basically um, acts as a library manager and indexer. And it also fetches... Um, metadata for everything that you've got so if it detects, that's like one of my favorite things like yeah. you don't you don't have to actually go out and look up album covers or you don't have to look up movie posters it figures it out from how you name the file what it is and then it goes and fetches like really great looking um images and like for tv shows it will fetch um the music for the show. So we, like I, oh, yeah, that's true. I have right. that setting enabled when you go, when I go into adventure time to see the, you know, what episodes are there to watch, it will start playing the adventure time theme music. That's pretty awesome. Well, it also has really, um, not just generic stills from television shows that are yeah. kind of grayed out that sit in the background. Yeah. So the background skimming art. through, it's really cool. So you're skimming through seasons of shows or, uh, a folder of movies or whatever, and it's showing stills from the movies. If you if you settle on one, it starts playing theme music from it. Um, it pulls up, and for some of these things, uh, synopses or summaries of the show or the movie. Um, it tracks, obviously, whether it's been watched or not, and so you can do all sorts of kind of slicing and dicing of the shows. Yeah, it has. Show. I mean, has all the metadata that you, you could think of like directors actors you can filter you know by each one of those pieces of of meta information and create playlists and all kinds of cool yeah, stuff it's it's great and but, the, for, but the server it's not like that daunting right you, when you install it it's pretty simple it was you can really install it on easy. your laptop right and you right. have now you have a a plex server running on your laptop that you don't have to do much with other than point it and say like here's where i keep my files yeah, and those files can really be anywhere. Um, and you just basically say, here's a folder, here's a here's a topic, go look in these following folders. It doesn't even have to be one folder. And it'll say, okay, and then it goes through and it, it finds all the metadata, it loads it in. You can do things like um, if you're watching a series, 
it will tell you uh, here's the next one in the queue in a little like a on deck playlist you can uh, look at things of here's things that just you know that are that are new that you haven't looked at yet so you can see things that you know in case something might catch your eye you can check that stuff out but the things that intrigued me about it was you can watch if you had the plex plex pass you can watch anything on your plex server from any web browser yeah, Which that's pretty. That's pretty amazing. slick. Yeah, you yeah. you basically you can log into Plex, and then it shows what servers you have registered to your account, and then you can like interact with those and and like watch your media streamed from your stream. So there's two two ways. So um, I'm going to assume you have a Plex pass, like you've bought, you've purchased right. that, right? Right. So you can you can either if you do nothing other than run the the Plex server you can stream it straight off of your Plex server and watch it in a browser. So technically what it's doing there is it's like talking to your, your Plex server back home and it's streaming out the media as, as needed. Um, or you can say like these shows or these movies, make them available through the quote cloud by using this Google Drive account or this Dropbox account, and which then, I have not tried that yet. But that so that's really cool. cool. It does work, and that way, you, you if your server's off, you still have access to those files, and they'll still play um, because it's actually just streaming it off of those cloud services. That's if you have enough storage space, right? I mean, if you put yeah. all your movies on on Dropbox, you may not have enough room, which is also pretty amazing, you know. So, and then extend that to um, if you buy the and you you have to pay for the iOS app. But if you get the iOS app, um, it does a few other things. So one of the the issues that I've always had with the way my TV is set up is that I have to use basically a virtual mouse from my couch via my iPhone to control the, the television. That, as that, if that I was sounds controlled. really fun if you have like a house setter or something or, yeah. you know, gra- <laughs> exactly. guests come over. Or, you know, or just, you know, my wife wants to use the TV and yeah. she could either use the Apple TV, which is a tiny little remote that's just right there, or mm-hmm. she has to fiddle with her phone and it has to connect. And oh, sometimes it loses the password. You have to type the password in to connect. It's just not very convenient. So if you leave Plex up and running on the Mac Mini... And you bring up the iOS app, it'll say, oh, I, I noticed you have a Plex server on your network. Would you like to connect to it? Uh, you authenticate to it just one time. And then it will basically give you a mobile version of the web page. You can select the show and it will start playing either on the phone or you can click the little show me on my main machine and it'll start playing it on the server itself. Or, or it recognizes, oh, you have a Roku hooked up to your TV that also has Plex configured, I can play it there for you too. Oh, I don't have a Roku. So, but so that, that Or Amazon TV or whatever. It's basically like a remote control for Plex from whatever Wherever. device you're playing it from. Yeah. And it is it's, truly like a remote control at that point. Once you say like, play this on, on my Roku, on my TV in my living room, it starts playing, but then you have like the pause and rewind and fast forward controls right there too. Not only that, but it gives you a little thumbnail of what's playing. You mm-hmm. can swipe to see the little synopses and the data about it. You can fast forward. It's a full featured controller. And you can also then just bring up a little, you know, 
kind of like the same sort of control interface of the of the Apple TV where you can go you know backwards and forwards and hit the the home button it it completely controls it remotely which is super cool because um it really helped ease that whole like you know my wife doesn't have to worry about using the virtual mouse as long as Plex is up she can open up the app and start playing any show she wants like two clicks yeah <laughs> it's great it's, it's nice it's it, it really a lot of thought has gone into it i would say it reminds me a bit of the apple remote app for ios yes where you can tell it you know just start playing on this device i'm you know talking to this apple tv please play this show um on that device uh, but i think it goes a, like far beyond the apple tv as far as like usability and aesthetics um yeah i, I agree and you know, we didn't even really touch on the the Plex Buddies stuff. Um, oh, that's 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 super cool, and <laughs> I, it's still hard believe to believe that. that they they enable it. But <laughs> me too. I'm almost afraid to talk about it because it seems like no. I mean, it's whatever. You know, it's part of the part of the Plex Pass service, which yeah. is you can friend somebody, and then essentially they're sharing your media library from your Plex server. You have to switch to it and say like, here's my. You know, I, I'm I'm viewing my current Plex server, and then you switch to their Plex server, and now you view basically their version of Plex, what they've shared to, you know, to you for for um, the Plex friend, and when you hit play, it streams it from their Plex server to your device, and I thought that was going to look like dog poo, <laughs> right? <laughs> Streaming, like yep. I'm in Massachusetts, you're in Pennsylvania. Yep, I thought that was going to look like dog poo. And it it looked great. It really amazing. Did. I, I could not I believe it. I couldn't believe it either. And the night we tested it, you sent me something, and I'm like, "This is not going to go well." I just know it's not. And then it popped up on my television. I was like, "Is this real? Like, is he punking me? Like, did he send this to my house? And now I'm playing some other? You know, like it can't be this clear." Like, yeah, it, I don't. I don't know how they're pulling that off. Like, it feels like they must be spooling it somewhere else, caching it, and then delivering it. Because it just feels like it's too, it's like too, the performance is too good, and I've I used it a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so you know, if if you have that connection, we we're the only two people I know who use it, haven't used it that often. But You're, I don't have very many friends. Yeah, so. me neither. And um, but that I'm wondering what it's like when you have multiple people because your library is there. I can look through it. You can look through mine. Um, you know. It's definitely going to be, you're going to hit a bottleneck at some point, right? Because you are like streaming it off of my device here in my closet. So if I had like 10 people streaming from the same device, that's going to start to be a problem, which maybe that's why it's not like high risk. It's not like you're suddenly setting up your own version of Netflix and saying, (laughs) hey, everybody come get it. Um, It's really limited to, to like what you're going to be able to pump out of your, like I'm running mine on my Synology server directly. I don't have a Mac mini and it will, like I can see like the CPU go up, the CPU utilization go up pretty, pretty dramatically once Plex starts streaming something. So, so I think um, we've talked about this, but just very briefly, but can you tell me how it works in the Synology or maybe you might need to talk about what a Synology is. Just it's, yeah, up. it's a network attached storage device. It's really just a little, um, like well, it seems u- like more Unix than that, machine. 
yeah, it's, it's a little sure. Unix computer with hard drives that, like, it's custom tailored to um, be like you know to manage all these storage devices and and spread your data across all these disks and handle you know failovers and all that. But it has a bunch of software built into it as well. And essentially, like, you click a button and it installs Plex server. And then you configure it and say, like, here's the volume on my Synology that holds all my media. And now Plex just goes and churns through it and indexes everything and pulls all the metadata it needs to pull and, you know, makes it look all nice. And that's it. And but, there's but no I'm, more maintenance than that. But I'm doing that using the Mac Mini and, and, and attaching a drive. Yeah. To, to it, and you're doing everything on the Synology, right? Right. The Synology, you can install Plex server, and that's really all it takes. It's like, I'm guessing it's just a slightly modified version of like Plex for Unix. So, um, how do you watch it on your television then? Through a Roku or through an uh, uh, okay. Amazon Fire? Gotcha. Okay. TV. Okay. I was wondering what the connection to the TV was in that case. Yeah. Yeah. So, it does have to. So, oh, I see. You're connecting your TV through your Mac Mini, right? Exactly. Right. So I'm. I have a little Roku connected over Ethernet, um, but that's how we watch it. And I actually, I like the um, Plex interface on the Amazon Fire TV better because it's like, you know how it's like a horizontally scrolling list of m- movies in yep. you know, yeah, yeah, in some some views on Plex. Well, on the Roku, that's like the only interface to select a movie is a horizontally scrolling list. And I have, I don't know, a lot of movies. Yeah, you do. So you get kind of nauseous scrolling through <laughs> all the movies. You, you can do search if you want, but usually it's just easier to scroll. Um, whereas on Amazon fire, it's like a grid, a big grid and you scroll up and down okay. um, through a grid of, of icons of the movies. So it's, it's, it's a nicer I, interface. Yeah. I, I might need a little bit of uh, background on the Amazon Fire TV. I've I've noticed um, it's been talked about. I think Merlin brought it up in the last talk show where he's saying that it's, it's probably his most used television watching device, which surprises me because it's nice. It's it's okay. Um, I would say I like the Roku as well. I think the Amazon Fire does feel a little faster. I find it, but what is it? Is it something that plugs into your television? Think of it like an Apple TV. It's an Apple TV oh, okay. uh, with kind of like channels, quote channels. Okay. Some of those channels are Amazon channels. Some of those are one One is a Plex channel, and you open the Plex channel, and then you have the Plex interface. Oh, and then you interact with that. That sounds um, pretty easy. And so that's, that's nice. If you're, I find in the Amazon Fire TV, if you're at the top level where you see all the channels, like you're going to do a, like a generic, I want to watch this movie. Do I want to watch it from Netflix or from Amazon streaming or from my Plex or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, Amazon fire is a little confusing. I, I think to figure out where to go specifically other than like, Oh, there's my Plex icon, but I think it's it, always- it really pushes the Amazon content up front. Like I was going to say, you should go through Amazon. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I think that the, and I think the Xbox one, uh, tried to realize this, and I can talk about that in a second, the frustrations there. But the idea is, I think the perfect idea is you've got a lot of things plugged into this hub that are media, and you say, find me this movie. And it should just 
find it for you and start playing. It shouldn't matter to you where it is. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I think it does. No, Fire doesn't comp- do that. <laughs> it, the Fire has a, a really cool feature, which is voice recognition. You can say, like, you know, um, I want to watch um, whatever, Meatballs 2. And it, it seems like it should go out and say, like, oh, you have Meatballs 2 on your Plex. So here you go. Instead, what it does is, like, Meatballs 2, four ninety nine on Amazon. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't surprise me, but that's frustrating. Yeah. And I will so, say, so the Amazon, uh, I'm sorry, the Xbox One, the idea is it was going to be your all-in-one TV hub, movie-watching hub, multimedia hub, as well as game playing. And I thought, well, that sounds pretty cool. Um, well, it doesn't allow you to play videos anywhere other than and you, there are workarounds, but it really doesn't allow you to play videos anywhere other than the ones that you bought on the Microsoft Store. So Ooh. you can't even plug a USB drive in and view things that you have on there. Um, there's no sorts of multimedia tagging. or. It, but it does support Plex, though, right? The Xbox One? Yeah. Oh, I know, there is I, there is now Plex for um, there Xbox might be now. One. Okay, that might be new because I might have to be honest with you. My Xbox One is now need, unplugged, and you need and, Plex Pass, which I have. So maybe you should try that now. But it's not even plugged in. Um, I don't even have my my Xbox One is now a stand for my PS3. Oh, um, well, there you go. And uh, PS3 or PS4? The four is next to the PS3. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, man. Um, well, my kids are downstairs playing them right on there right now. Um, but I think it was that it was very telling that the only way that you could watch videos that were outside of the Microsoft ecosystem was I had to upload them to a OneDrive account in the photo album directory and then browse them as photos which they weren't, they were movies or shows, and then I could view them, but you, you had it's no idea It's just moving photos. Yeah. You just <laughs> exactly. don't be so pedantic. They call them moving pictures for a reason. Um, and, and it was, you know, um, there's no way my wife was going to do that. And you couldn't tell what was watched and what wasn't. And it, it, to, to be fair to be fair to, like, all these, like, Amazon, Xbox, whatever, iTunes is probably worse in some regard or you know how that works and getting your media out um which is kind of why i like plex because it is available on so many different things it's yeah. not a, ironically no longer available through an apple tv that used to have a hack where you could use the movie preview channel to connect to a plex server and then you oh, could, i didn't know that yeah and that got killed with one of the apple tv updates um, that's a total bummer because I would I would definitely use my Apple TV more if I could um, jump into Plex to watch what I have on my local server. One thing that I do like about iTunes, and all these are kind of the same. If you fully buy into their platform, things are super easy, yep. right? Um, Amazon, if you purchase your movies through Amazon, they're right there in your Amazon account. You don't have to even download them. You can just stream them. Same thing is true of iTunes now, right? If you have that um, iTunes match or is that the yep. one? Yeah. The match 20... is the music, yeah. The match also does videos now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so you don't have to even store your videos locally anymore. If you if you buy your movies through Amazon, they'll show up there as, as purchases and you can just stream them. That's oh, cool. That's kind of cool. Right? Yeah, so cool. that's nice. That's future state, obviously. We're all moving to this future state. Um, but I just like the idea a little bit more of like, my media 
I feel like I'd, I want to control it better myself. Like, you know, album art and all that kind of stuff. I'm kind of fiddly when it comes to <laughs> like all that stuff. I'm oh, pretty really? like, I want all the right metadata. I want like the movie covers to look right. Um, and Plex yeah. does make that pretty easy to like it, mess with it and change it and fix it. And they have a really like, if you go in and it has the wrong quote cover for a movie, like you don't like the, the image it has, you can say like, fix this. And then it'll do another search and you can say, oh, well, it's actually not, um, you know, the 19, whatever, 96 version of this movie. It's actually the 19, you know, 61 version of this movie. (laughs) And then it's like, oh, that's a totally different thing. Right. And then it gets new cover art, new characters, new actor list, all that stuff. So that's nice. And if it doesn't find it, you can just go in and say like, here's an image I want you to force onto this movie. And that's how I want it to work. Interesting. I I am looking at this Plex for Xbox thing and I'm wondering if it's possible to get this thing to work. Cause it would be really cool. I'd like, I nothing against the Xbox per se. I just don't think it did a lot of the things I wanted it to do. It's really probably be more, it would probably be more helpful with somebody with a television, like who does TV watching, like, network television right. watching, yeah. which I don't do because um, it does all of the scheduling and acts as a like a TiVo type you know recorder mm-hmm. um, and, and I just don't do any of that stuff. The, the, I think the thing that is still going to be frustrating is the Xbox controller as you know your interface whereas with with the mini right now she just turns the television to that you know input and it's already up. And yeah, it's, just, it's dedicated. Yeah. Same thing with the Roku. Like, we just switched to the input for the Roku or for the Amazon TV, and like, there's the interface. You know, that's what it's there for is to watch TV. You just choose. Usually, we have Plex already up because that's yep. where we get most of our stuff from. Occasionally, exactly. we'll have Netflix up because um, they have de- Netflix channels. That's but, handy. Yeah, I mean, Plex also has the the concept of channels, which is almost like a feed of shows. You know, they have a TED channel, and you can connect up all all kinds of other channels. Yeah, right I've used that actually. Um, the Daily Show channel I've used. It has. There's another cool feature. I think you told me about it. Uh, the Plexit feature. Um, oh, I love that thing, man. <laughs> YouTube and stuff. I so flex you, way too much stuff. Oh, do you really? I try and keep it to a minimum because it's just more stuff I'm not gonna I'm gonna feel guilty about not getting to. Oh, no, <laughs> so. I don't I don't mind. I'm not one of those people compelled to read the entire newspaper. Oh, I, okay. I'm okay with like plexing stuff and then like just watching it when I feel like it. Like so, right, so right the, now I think I have some news like I added like uh, saw that there was a John Gruber talk I wanted to catch up on, went to the site you know clicked plex it in my in my uh, bookmark and like inst- it's basically instantly available through my plex interface as something i can yeah. just like watch like any other video yeah it's really cool like um the plexit uh it is a shortcut you you put on your bookmarks bar or something like that so it's convenient any so when you hit that, it searches the page for a media for any media content, and it says, "Is this what you want to save to your your Plex account?" And you say yes, and it basically puts it in a little palette of other videos, so that when you watch later, yeah, yeah. So you're looking through your television shows, you're looking through your movies, and then you're looking through this kind of grab bag of stuff that you may have seen throughout the day or the week. 
um, things you wanted to watch later. That, that's the key because you like if you put the bookmark in Safari, then it's in iOS and on your Mac, right? You can bookmark it from iOS at that point and add it right to Plex. Uh, like at work, I have the bookmark in it. When I bookmark it, it book bookmarks it and adds it to my Plex at home. Like, yeah, that's exactly. awesome. Like it's it's yeah, coming from anywhere. Exactly, because I can't watch that stuff at work, but I don't want to bookmark it or put it in pinboard because the chances of me going back to it are slim. And you know, it really should be where I'm watching the media anyway, which is Plex. So yeah, it's Plex it's actually more perfect. enjoyable, and yeah. it kills me because like um, you know. Merlin on his Tumblr will, he'll bookmark all kinds of awesome music videos. And I'm not going to watch this at work, right? Or, exactly. or, or on my phone usually either. Uh, so I'll just plex it. And then later in the evening when I'm browsing, like, you know, have a bunch of stuff there. Like, you know, I have tons of music videos actually in my watch later queue. That's mostly what I watch later. That and monkeys scratching their butt with my kid. She She loves those too. You know, like little... Little animal videos, giraffes, like playing in the water, stuff like yeah. that. And hard then, to, and then, hard to resist that stuff. And then here, my, some of my latest ones were uh, a bunch of bluegrass banjo versions of uh, <laughs> ACDC songs. Yeah, ACDC, <laughs> Holy Diver. Yeah, I um, watched those a couple months ago. Yeah, they were really Thunderstruck. Really well yeah, done. Uh, and then like I have a bunch of like Nirvana videos from YouTube. Yep. So uh, it's just all kinds of cool stuff like that I just want to watch and it stays here. I mean, I'm sure if they removed it from YouTube, I couldn't watch it because it's really just streaming from YouTube is my guess. Well, and some of it doesn't work from YouTube. So for instance, um, oh boy, I'm going to admit this on the air, but there's a Taylor Swift video in my list. Um, and it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work when you click it because I guess they have, you know, you have to watch an ad or something before you you know, they allow you to watch the content. So that doesn't work. Oh, so I you know a, what? I never realized it. It is removing ads, right? Yeah, it does. It there are no the, ads. The thing with the Daily Show channel, uh, usually if you watch it on the internet or Huffington Post site or whatever, when they put a, you know, embed a video, you have to watch a 30 second ad, one, at least maybe two sometimes. This, there's no ads. It just strips them. Oh, wow. I, I yeah. didn't appreciate that until now. Yeah. But, um, pretty nice. This um, is, I mean, I'm just looking back through my queue. Yeah, I have tons of stuff in here. I have videos on how to use Alfred on the Mac, right? <laughs> like all kinds of stuff I've added to this because well, it's, it's, kind it's of like a, a really super convenient videos. place to go back and look at it. Well, it also puts them in kind of a um, a little control panel type thing. So you can see them all and it has little pictures of it and it, pictures of them. And a little. sometimes they have like a little summary of what it is. It's really, really slick. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's nice. I wish it was a little bit um, better at like being a permanent archive. It really is just meant to like put it on there and then clear the queue. Well, so because you can't you can't like go back and find stuff other than scrolling. No, no, definitely not. But it also brings me to something that I wanted to talk to you about for a long time as we were talking about multimedia and things like that. Because I've looked at your since we're Plex buddies, I've looked at your library and it never seems to really change it only it's more additive there's never anything that was there and now is not there anymore no i don't i don't uh, remove stuff i have a like (laughs) whatever like a 20 terabyte 
NAS well, drive. I don't need to remove stuff. Plus, we are very much a family that we don't get a lot of new media, but we watch a lot of shows over and over. Oh, yeah. Well, you have a, a young kid, and they love doing Yeah, but I also so. have the sensibilities of a five-year-old, so yeah, that's, that's very true. It's, perf- it's a perfect match for me. Like, um, I got Guardians of the Galaxy, right? So I've watched that. I've watched that like three or four times already. What? Uh, since I got Oh, yeah. I'm it's still awesome. trying to find time to watch. Oh, I love it. I bought it the other day. It's like one of the few iTunes movies I've bought. Yep. Um, that one, I think Step Brothers and V for Vendetta are the three that I own. Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, whereas I, you're you're a lot more on TV on the TV end, where you yeah. go through shows, and I see you like you won't even have, have complete seasons of shows, which drives me nuts because right. I'm like, well, I really wanted to watch this show, but you only have episodes five through ten. Right. So that gets me to this next thing. So maybe it's because I never had a big drive to do this stuff before, or maybe because I never rewatch things. But usually what I do is I'll watch a show and then delete it and because we just watched it. We're not going to watch it again. And so I had – so I would down I, – I would <clears throat> I would access a season of shows and we would just – as we watched them, I had an actual thing where I would just flag it and then it would just delete them. And I did that for years. And so Plex is changing that because – when you watch it, it disappears from your the normal view. Like it's just it's not because we always we're always in the unwatched. Yeah. So the views, right? the, view, the view for anybody who's not looking at Plex right now, um, like your home view can be made up of several different like groups of things. One is like on deck, which is things you're either currently you've watched recently. Um. So I think that actually is all that's in on deck, right? Which is things that you've watched recently. Well, on and, and they're is, queued up basically. There's there's series of things um, that have a s- sequence. So if you're watching, you know, something where it's episodes one through twenty, you just watch three. On deck is going to be four, and then if you watch that, then on deck will show five. And if you're watching, and I've noticed this, that if we don't watch a series for a while, it'll drop out of the on deck. Like it just yeah. won't even be in there anymore. My, even mine's though, mostly movies, though. Okay. Oh, so how does that work? Is it so, just stuff that's like, added recently? No, no, it's stuff we watched recently. So we watched Rise of the Guardians again. Like that's a movie I watch all the time with my kid because you know it's like all the fairy tale creatures in one movie. Um, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, all that. Anyway. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, it's cool. It's animated. It's uh, so that's queued up on deck. Uh, but then I don't know. A few nights ago, I turned on Stranger Than Fiction while I was doing something. Uh, Will Ferrell movie. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. No, it's pretty no. good. Um, and that's in there. And then last weekend I was watching Kids in the Hall, the TV series. And I, I love that that show. Um, and they're in there? And the next one's in there? The next one is in there, right? Season 2, episode 4. Then Doctor Who is in there. Uh-huh. Season 8, episode 9. Do you have Netflix? I do. So what makes you watch something on Plex versus Netflix if they're in both places? This is something I was wondering. Uh, shows that I really, really like, I prefer to own because I don't want to worry that suddenly Netflix doesn't have yep. Doctor Who anymore. Or, for example, Avatar. The Avatar series used to be on Netflix. Then no, it's it not wasn't. There anymore? No, now it is actually, I can still watch it. It's on Amazon. 
Um, Amazon streaming. Yeah. So, that, but that is very frustrating. That that kind of thing for me matters. So I'd rather own it, and rather than rent it, and say like I can watch Doctor Who anytime I want, any episode I can drop in and watch it. I always I have this thing where there's always more to watch than I have time anyway. So I'm trying to get better about. But there's so much crap, though. <laughs> well, there is. But, I mean, I would say even amongst the non-crap, there's a lot of stuff that we want to watch, but we just don't have time to watch. So I kind of have to prioritize, like, like Newsroom is – I love the Newsroom. I think that's a great show. Never seen it. Um, it's worth checking out. It's uh, it's a Sorkin show, um, kind of a lot of back-and-forth witty repartee um, about a newsroom. And it's really well done. Um, definitely comes from a point of view. Um, luckily, one that I happen to agree with. But that's one of the ones where, you know, I want to make time for that. But there's other shows that are like, you know, I'll I'll get them and I they'll just sit there in my queue and I just won't watch them. And it's kind of the same way with my Netflix queue. It has so many things on there that would be like nice to get to. But See, I just gave them. up on the Netflix queue thing. Like I just stopped paying attention to what I had in my queue because the queue to me was almost like these are things that I'm forcing myself to plow through because I feel like I need to experience them or I need to watch them rather than what am I in the mood to watch now? Like I think the original idea of the queue was great. It was like these are just things that I might like. So let me put them in there and yeah, I'll watch them when I have the time. I yeah. And then it became more of like, well, this is well, I have to watch this because this is in my queue. I need to clear my queue. And my queue grew is, faster than I could <laughs> clear yeah. shows out. Or, or you know, this is culturally relevant, talked about. Breaking Bad's one of those. I've never seen it. It's been in my queue forever. It's like one of those show of shames that I've never seen because everybody talks about how great it is. Um, but well, it's like, and, and now you can't converse with many different people because they'll be making references to a show you've never seen. Exactly. And they do, you know, and I go, it's like that episode in Breaking Bad. And I'm like, um, I haven't seen that one. And I feel like, I feel like my kids probably did. I went through this period where I wanted my kids to watch all the things that I felt were culturally relevant when I was a kid. Like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Scooby-Doo, Back to the Future, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Ghostbusters. How'd that, how'd that work out? Pretty well. Actually. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Um, my kid did actually, not like Ghostbusters. Oh, really? She loves Scooby Doo, but like <laughs> I tried. I this, this I was a huge mistake. Considered this. I never I, considered I, that my kids wouldn't like what I like. What the oh, heck? Oh yeah, no. She <laughs> was like, "Can we watch something else? Can we watch Rise of the Guardians?" Then uh, I kind of realized that I had a poor sense of what was good as a child when I was a child, <laughs> yeah, right? I know. And yeah. what what really crystallized that for me was. I was like, you know what? When I was a kid, one of my favorite things was going to Shakey's Pizza and watching The Little Rascals yeah, and The Three too. Stooges. I yeah. love that. You know what? My kid's going to love The Little Rascals. It's little kids playing with a dog. Yeah, and it was so great and so funny. So I bought it, the whole, like, whatever series was on iTunes. And I was like, this is going to be great. Let's sit here. And she was maybe four and a half, something like that. <laughs> It's the most racist show. So incredibly racist. Like we started watching. I was like, oh no, this is 
awful. We're not this is terrible. This. Yeah, didn't it, somebody buy the rights to it so that it could never be shown? I think Bill Cosby bought the rights to The Little Rascal so it would never be shown. Oh, it's available on iTunes. Well, it is now. It didn't okay. used to be, but I think the the rights last. It's. I mean, it's awful. It was, and the parts that weren't racist weren't that weren't really funny or entertaining. So now of, I'm like, man, I was. I must have either just TV was really terrible back then, or I had no sense of why I should consider it funny so like, now i'm like do i try to show her the three stooges because i remember liking the three stooges i didn't even like the three stooges mm. even at the time but it's funny because i was I was telling my wife that we we didn't have a lot of money when i was growing up and so my idea this is talking about taste as a kid my idea of going to the nice restaurant was when we would go to the burger king and have a Whopper Jr. with cheese. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. like the classy night out. Ours was like, Sizzler. Look, Sizzler. we go to Sizzler and get the all-you-can-eat salad bar. That was the yep. big the big night out. And boy, like my parents taught me the strategy of how you fill that plate. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I just think we probably didn't know it was good back then, which it, in some ways is kind of, there's a it, nice... It was actually probably good to us back yeah. then. Yeah. well... There's something about that, you know, living simply and this, you know, be happy with a cheeseburger, you know, like being, I was ecstatic with that cheeseburger. Yeah. So it was, it was, you didn't get it all the time. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, Little Rascals, I used to watch it all the time. And even my parents at the time were like, why are you watching that show? But I never could understand why they didn't like it. And now, now seeing it as, as an older person. Uh, yeah. I, so yeah, that's one that I, I own that I did not, uh, is not available through Plex. <laughs> you know, I, I just decided <laughs> yeah. owning that was actually a mistake. Uh, yeah. But if I recall, I couldn't rent it. Like it wasn't available to stream from anywhere. And so my only option was to buy it. Plus, you know, I thought, oh, we'll watch this all the time. We'll probably watch these episodes hundreds of times. And uh, that that didn't turn out to be the case. That, that dream died. What about um, Seinfeld? I've always loved Seinfeld. I thought there's so many, like, you know, things that are like touchstones that I remember. People still talk about the yada, yada, yada and all that stuff. And I thought those are ones that I want to have. I want to own those and watch them whenever I want to see them. But I can't really find them anywhere other than owning the DVDs, which I actually borrowed them from a friend. Yeah. Um, and I started watching them like, eh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I've already seen it. And, <laughs> yeah. and kind of like in a way it's going to ruin it for me to, to keep watching it. I used to watch it when it was like watch reruns, when it was syndicated. And on, I mean it used to be available at like 7 p.m. on – I don't know how many channels. Yeah, like, it was like every channel just about. Yeah, yeah. It was on all the time everywhere. So yeah, I kind of hit my peak Seinfeld watching a while ago. But going back, it's kind of interesting to see them now, you know, um, after not seeing them for probably 10 or 12 years. But um, going back to deleting things, I still don't want to go back and watch some of this. Like, you know, Top Chef. I love that show. Yeah, I love to watch it. people make really good food, but I don't need to keep all the seasons of Top Chef. I just delete them. Um, there's a lot of like, we we watch kind of um, junky crime procedural shows. You don't need to keep those. Yeah, I, I, need... I only have 22 TV shows in Plex. Like, mm. I don't have very many TV shows. The TV shows that I would say are the ones that I could... I could literally watch any time and enjoy them are on my Plex server. That's like Adventure Time, um, Band of Brothers, um, Flight of the Concords. Yeah. 
Yep, those are good ones. Gravity, um, Gravity Falls. You know, that that kind of stuff is... <laughs> I can't believe you watched that. My kids love that love one. Love that show. Uh, but that's the stuff. And then there's stuff for my... Out of the 22, probably half of it is stuff that, that's just for my kid because there's shows that she'll watch all the time. Well, I have a very... Um, my wife hates comedy. So, <laughs> really? Yeah. She hates fun, huh? She hates fun. No, she loves fun. She hates comedy. I, I think she just... Every, Laugh tracks and things just set her on. Oh, edge. I don't like laugh tracks. Um, yeah, but uh, so whenever I get comedy, I have to watch it just myself. So you mean comedy TV shows, television shows, and movies. Yeah. She doesn't really like comedy movies. Either. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. So drunk history. I have a lot of those that I watch <laughs> just myself. Those are my happy fun times watching yeah. those. See, Did drunk you... history is one of those ones that I love. Drunk history, but I would prefer to stream it. I don't really care to own it because, like, I don't want to watch the same drunk history over again. Like once I, um, once I laugh at a drunk, it, <laughs> like, you know, I'll move on and laugh at the next drunk. It's probably a good idea. I'll, I tend to play them for people if they come over and have never heard of it. And I'll like, you, you just got to see this. Well, you, you have probably two or three people that <laughs> listening yeah. to the show. And out of those two or three people, one of them probably hasn't seen drunk history. So you can Perfect. describe it. I can. Uh, oh, so what is it? It is, um, so they get someone, whether a comedian or a historian or a writer, and they ask them to discuss a topic from history, um, like Dolly Parton's rise to fame or the signing of the Declaration of Independence or the Civil War or some, some battle in the Civil War. And they describe it, except they are drunk when they tell it. And as they're telling it, they have actors acting out the story uh, lip syncing to what the drunk person yeah, is saying. Yeah, acting out exactly what the drunk person is saying. Yeah. Like, and it's, it, it's hysterical. <laughs> if, any, if they say, like, I'm pretty sure Washington was riding a goose, you know, all <laughs> drunk person, and slurring, then the actor will be, like, dressed up like George Washington, like, on a goose. Yeah. It's or he'll, they'll look nuts. at the camera like seriously i yeah i'm not right you know so or if the 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 person narrating burps or something they'll the the actor will burp and the characters in the skit will react to them as if they burped and the person will be kind of surprised it's just the way the actors do it it's great really and they're all different actors so they don't have the same actors every time it's mm -hmm. it's and it's, they're actually relatively well-known actors yes, I've, I've exactly. noticed. there's actors i recognize doing it yeah from different shows like it's sunny so i think it started as um it was a show on what was the what's the Will Ferrell uh, comedy website? Like he's part um, Funny or Die. Yeah, I think it started on Funny or Die. Is, is a series it seems like it might because they have the clips on there sometimes. Yeah, and then then it became its own show. And it's it's definitely worth watching. But it's That's, actually so they don't just get a drunk like that would be stupid, right? <laughs> Pull somebody out of a bar. Hey, tell me about no. crossing to the Hudson River. So, you know, something like that. It's they. They get somebody who is an expert in that thing and <laughs> then get them hammered to yeah. tell you like an authoritative version of the story, but they're completely drunk. And so usually they'll go off on a tangent or go into some crazy little minutia detail that is unimportant to the story, but because they're drunk, they're fixated on it. <laughs> and, and it's just feel they need great. To explain it. And it yeah. actually, like I learn a lot about history, like listening to it. <laughs> the Al Capone one was brilliant. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good show. I don't know how we got on that tangent, but yes, I save some shows. I don't save a lot of them. Some of them, I'm kind of like you, I guess. There's a few shows that I, I definitely don't want to have just disappear from. 
Netflix, Battlestar Galactica just was taken off Netflix and I was, I wanted to rewatch it all. Yeah. It's been in my queue and it moved up to the top and I'm like, I'm going to go through and watch them all in sequence. Kind of like the way I, like, cause I watched it when it's on, you know, the weekly rotation yeah, yeah. way back when, you know, <laughs> yeah, I have I'd the box set of that and then it's not on my Plex server yet, but it is, that's one we could watch pretty regular if it, if it was. Yeah, I'd love to have that. Or, you know, the X-Files, we both, um, when my wife and I both met, we it, it was adorable. We both had X-Files box sets. Um, so we yeah, had so I, hey, nerd, nerds nice. all think a lot. Um, but, uh, you know, that's one that can, can take off Netflix at some point, too. Uh, I guess that's on I have, I have 47 episodes of, uh, X-Files? of X-Files on, on, your on Plex my buddy? Plex. Yeah. I can Plex buddy that one then. If they ever take it off, I can yeah. just go over to my Plex buddy site. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I can see that for sure. That's one of the more frustrating things about all of those streaming services, whether it's music, which we can talk about in a future show, or movies or TV, is that when those rights change, it cha- they change without warning, and there's really nothing you can do about it. Like, and, and it's also like, it just random. adds a layer of annoyance to try and find it again. Like, oh, well, like, I want to watch Avatar, the series, uh, not the terrible movie. And, uh, well, it's it's not on, well, I think it was on Netflix. Okay, okay. Avatar. Type it all in with the stupid remote. Um, n- no, not the stupid movie. No, it's not here. Okay, so go to Amazon. Type it all in. Do your search yep. again. Oh, there it is. And then start watching it. Whereas, like, I just know I have it on Plex. So I just yeah. go to Plex or, and I play Or you it. go to Amazon and then you say, oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, wait. No, that's not part of my Prime subscription. Those are $2 Yes, that happens show. to me all the time now, yeah. which is like, oh, we'll just watch it on – and we'll stream it on Amazon Prime. And like, oh, the actual – the episodes I want to watch aren't part of the streaming. Exactly, which is another thing that's super frustrating. And we um, – the other thing about Amazon, which – I don't really use it for streaming too much because we had a lot of really terrible experiences with it, which we don't have with Plex. So I would go to Amazon. I would buy a series of streaming, you know, high def, whatever. I would say we would only make it through one and three without it cutting out. Really? Usually it would just stop and it would either the browser we were viewing it on on the Mac Mini would reboot. The streaming would freeze for no reason and would not revive. We'd have to start the whole thing over, and sometimes it saved our bookmark, and sometimes it didn't. Yeah. And I was like, you know, this is this sucks. <laughs> so the, just, the Fire TV thirty dollars for this. No, no surprise. The Fire TV is pretty good at streaming from Amazon. I think that like they have some special you know juice going on there where they're they're caching more efficiently. I've never had it happen on the Fire TV. Well, this um, was a few years ago. This, this is when Prime first started streaming. Oh, okay. And I thought, well, you know, so I'm sure they've kind of ironed those things out, but it really soured me to the whole idea of like, this is what can happen. You know, this is a, another reason why I want to have this stuff where I can get yeah. at it when mm-hmm. I want to get at it. So, yeah. so I want to just finish up by hitting a couple of the other things that I really like about Plex. Yes. The iOS apps are cool. You can do things like um, sync this, this, uh, my iPhone I, uh, Plex app with, you know these these movies always have these movies available on my device, which essentially means download them. So they're downloaded local copy. You can play it anytime. I do that for my kid when we go on trips. I will download movies from Plex right into the Plex player, and then she can watch them uh, without uh, network connection. 
that's, so that's pretty cool. amazing. Um, never done that. And you can, you can also set it up so that you can stream off the Plex like we talked about. And that's pretty nice. I've done that a bunch of times, like off a of hotel Wi-Fi and stuff like that. And that's, that's pretty great. Then, um, music's pretty good. I actually don't use Plex all that much for playing music. I don't know why I just don't, uh, it, you can do playlists and all kinds of cool stuff with music. Um, does it get to all the metadata and everything? Same it way? does. Yeah. In fact, it pulls like interesting, Band art too, on on um on Plex. Like it adds some interesting information. I actually recently moved all my music that was on um it was on the same kind of small uh, detached drive, Seagate drive that I have attached to the mini. Now that I have the Synology, I just I don't need it anymore. I was going to use it as a time machine backup. Yeah. So if you go <clears throat> if you go to the like um the artist view in music in Plex. They have great like band art, which I didn't add. Like they have like ACDC or Adam and the Ants. I'm just looking at my music collection, so don't judge me. Um, <laughs> you know, Alice in Chains. They're all like art I didn't go look up. I didn't do anything with. They decided somewhere this is the canonical like band photo to put on here for you know Johnny Cash, and it's a great image of Johnny Cash. That's cool. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try that. I, like I said, I just copied probably 20 gigs worth of stuff to the Synology, and I have to index it all. And I have I have probably three more drives of stuff that I just gotta put all on yeah. the Synology and let it figure out what to do with it. Um, but we do have iTunes Match, so all that stuff stream. We can talk about yeah. that in music yeah. in music episode. But um, you know. It, it's something I've gotten away from, and I know Merlin and John talked about it in the last show about, like, I went from having to own all of my music and have it pristine as far as metadata and pristine as far as organization and pristine as far as having it backed up to just not caring. Like, just stream it. It's mm. fine. I think it was iTunes Match because iTunes, I, Yeah, I agree. I don't... Once Let, I let's say this for another show. I don't okay, consider right. that to be stream quote streaming. It's not, but it um, changed that way. I see <clears> that, that stuff for sure. And and so I see Plex is that for television shows. So whereas before I had to have my DVDs on a shelf where I could see them, and then I had to put them, I could have to take them off the shelf and open it up and put it in. Now you just got this huge palette of television shows that you can choose from whenever you want, from wherever you want, literally. Yeah. Like like from we went to uh, New York City a few weeks ago. I could bring it up on my computer and stream from my my Mac Mini, you know, Plex server to the hotel room when we could watch shows. It right, was so, amazing. So, so you're you're sidetracking me again. I wanted to, I wanted to f- oh, yeah, finish sorry. hitting on. Do on it. the uh, I'll just the iOS device, yeah, <laughs> you'll be too puckered up to talk after that. Um, there's a actually, so I mentioned the, the like syncing and downloading the, the files. So usually we think of that of like I plug my iPhone in and I go to iTunes and I say these are the files to you know to download or whatever. Or you go on the iOS device and you download them um, directly. In Plex, you can actually do this cool thing. Like, if you're looking at a video, there's like a little, you know, ellipsis. You click that and you click sync. And now it pops up and says, these are all the devices that you've registered with um, Plex. And which one do you want to sync this video to? And then you can do it right from like your web browser on your computer and it will it will do the sync on your iOS device. 
And so it'll download it. So like I can go in here and plan for a trip and like say, I want her to have these movies on her, her device. Um, I think I do have to like kickstart it on her device, like go in and open the app before it like actually starts the download, but you don't have to go through the app and manage and download if you don't want to, you can do it all from your computer while you're working. That's pretty incredible. So, So that's pretty neat. Um, Let's see. Is there anything else? I, I'm, I'm really at the iOS app right now. I'm really see. interested in this new like profile where you can set like users. So I could actually create like you as a user on my machine now and say like Jeff is only allowed to watch G-rated movies from my library, <laughs> right? That would be you Thanks. know pretty fun. But you know, more interestingly, I can do that for my kid and say like, okay, well now I no longer have to worry that she's going to jump in here. And like watch Fight Club on accident, yeah. Because you're like, oh, it's pink. What's this pink thing? Oh, that looks cool. It and looks like soap. When she really meant to watch Schoolhouse Rock, mm-hmm. you know. I don't want to. That's that has been a concern for me, and that's why I've only let her use it for synced content. And in the iOS app, you can say like, only show the local files, or you know, only show the sync files, or show everything in the library. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm looking through the iOS app right now. So now, it also now does with the camera uploads. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, you can. So it does have photo section. Actually, don't use that part for for me. I have no. I have other ways to view my photos. Yeah. Um, but Plex will index your photos and vid in home videos. There is actually a separate section you can create for home videos. I find that the playback is not great for videos taken with an iPhone. It's pretty clunky, like it, it stutters a lot and doesn't play very well. Did you ever see a feature on the iOS app, iOS app, and I don't know if it's, I assume it's in the Plex viewer as well, where you can, if you're sitting down to watch a movie, you can have it choose the number of trailers that it shows you. Yeah, yeah, so, that's that's a Plex Pass feature is like the new custom trailers and that is cool. bonus content and stuff like that. I have that turned off. I typically don't like to watch trailers. Uh, um, it just simulates the uh, the whole movie theater experience pretty neat. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, it's it's cool. And I guess that's another thing. Like each device does can display Plex slightly differently, but they do kind of have an overall the overall same feel. Um, but like there's Plex Theater that you can install on your laptop, right? Is that what you're running, Plex Theater? Yes. Yeah, so that's like a theater. It, it It's a single view. It, no other apps are visible. Um, you know, that nice, like, fully immersive interface. Yep, it's really neat. Yep, whereas I typically, it's kind of lame, when I watch videos on my computer, I just bring up a web browser and point it to my Plex server and watch it in a tab or, or a separate window somewhere. Yep. Um, yeah, I generally do that too. Just all, I mean, it's, it's just that on the Mac mini, that's the, so when we open that up, that's the interface that the Mac mini has now. It's right. Play, you know, that's it. Because that's um, what you use it for. Exactly. You don't use it for anything else. Don't, and that means that you don't need any other control except for the Plex control. It's, it's really nice. Yep. Um, I'm looking and make sure we didn't miss any features. Um, Cloud Sync you talked about. So, so um, the the um, photo upload's cool. I did use that for for a while. It's just a way to like quickly archive photos off of my iPhone. And when you do that, it essentially like in the background will just keep uploading your photos to the Plex server. And because mine's neat. connected to my NAS, it's automatically downloading them to a volume named Photos on my NAS. That's pretty awesome. 
<laughs> um, so it's 150 bucks lifetime or 40 bucks a year. Yeah. That's, that I did the lifetime. Money. I mean, I just looked at it like I had already been using it so long at that point that it was worthwhile just to, you know, pay, pay them some money so they keep making it awesome. It's yeah, because it really is much more impressive than I thought it would be. <laughs> um, it and you don't have to pay for it. Like, you get a ton of features. If you just want to watch videos on your device, like, it'll work great without the Plex Pass. It just will lack a bunch of, like, I think, syncing features and stuff like that. But it's definitely cool. And yeah. I definitely recommend it for sure. How's your beer, by the way? Uh, it's bitter. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's I, I'm drinking bitter. it pretty slowly. It, it's very bitter. Yeah, um, I am too. <laughs> it, I would say now that it's warmed up, it's right on the verge of like, I don't think I would like it any more bitter than this. I wouldn't want to drink it. Like really? I like double IPAs, but without all that sugar, and it does have a good amount of sugar, it's just a little too bitter to enjoy by itself like this. Like I kind of want a, a glass of water. Wow. I'm curious to see what my wife thinks. I actually like it more now it's got some caramel notes in it that didn't have before it's got a little bit more of a i, don't know I, I taste the i taste grass in it grass. It's, yeah it's got a real real pronounced grass flavor for me um, but that long bitter finish man it does not go away quick no it does not and i like it i like bitter yeah. it's good it, it's uh you know i don't in my top echelon of Double IPAs. I don't know if I'd make it into my, you know, top ten list or not. I, I'd probably give it a a B plus, a B. <laughs> let, me, let me see what I gave it. I don't have my phone here because I don't want it buzzing while we're recording. I gave it an A. I gave it an A. Um, I have a lot of A double IPAs though. I, I think it's um, when I'm looking through my data. It uh, is pretty apparent that I'm a huge fan of IPAs and double IPAs. I, yeah. have them, I rate them fairly high. Um, I think it's I think it's a little bit better uh, than the West Coast IPA. Um, is it better than the Sriracha Ace? It's different, that's for sure. Mm, yeah, uh, but I don't know that it's better. I think Sriracha. That's Sriracha I don't think Ace it's we better. Had. It's yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, so that's something to keep in mind. But I would definitely recommend this beer to anybody who. Uh, if you think you're if, if you think you're an IPA fan, it's it's totally worth picking Absolutely. up. Absolutely, yeah. Detour, Detour by Uinta. Uinta. It's spelled U-I-N-T-A. Yep. Um, so go to Brewery DB or whatever and check it out. And it's or, in the show notes. Or go to their own website. Yeah. Oh yeah, we have show notes. Hey, <laughs> what do you know? Actually, the show notes last week were pretty long, right? They yeah, had they all were. the all the um, or maybe a couple weeks ago the collaborative stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll try and cool. keep those up. All right, man. Looking well, forward to to uh, continuing this conversation about streaming music and yeah, streaming content. That'll that'll be interesting. There. <laughs> but uh, I'm a huge fan of Plex. I'm glad I I'm glad I have one friend that uses it. Yeah, and I'm glad you talked me into it. This is one of the ones. Uh, unlike some of the other ones you've talked me into, this is one that's really worked out for me. <laughs> oh, you have to give me that list of things that <laughs> that I steered you wrong on. Oh, well, or steered me poor on one or the mm -hmm. other. All right, man. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.